ever wondered the kinds of conversations that go on behind closed doors? Well, you're about to get a front row seat into the conversation between myself and one of my closest friends. You are listening to The Shift Seekers Show, created to inspire, educate and facilitate shifts that help you identify your unique path to change in your life and business. Expect insights, lessons and real life stories of people just like you who are embracing a life of transformation and endless possibility. It's time to let go of the how and step into the now. Welcome to this brand new episode of the freshly named, freshly renamed The Shift Seekers Show. I am your host, Laura Husson, and today I am introducing you to one of my very closest friends, Susie Ashworth. Now, this may not be an introduction if you already know Susie, and it may be the first time you are ever hearing her name. And if it is, well, lucky you, you are in for a treat. It's going to be an extraordinary ride, and I can't wait for you to share what you felt, what you resonated with, what felt really like a wow moment for you after you listened to this conversation that we have just had. Uh, I am recording this just after we finished that conversation. It was absolutely gorgeous. And for context, Susie and I speak daily, back and forth. If we don't speak to each other for a couple of days, we're like, what's going on? (laughs) What's going on with you? Why aren't we talking? So we go very deep behind the scenes and I am thrilled and honoured to share this conversation with you because we really explored the journey of entrepreneurship and friendship and relationships and being able to be present with things when they're not necessarily the way you thought they would be. And it's just a really gorgeous deep dive into the world of Susie right now. And I know there's so much you can take away from this. So tune in, settle in and let me know what is up by snapshotting this episode and sharing on your stories on Instagram and tagging me at totallylaura or coming over to join us in the shiftseekers.com, our free Facebook group, or both. I should have said and, not or. (laughs) So I will see you on the conversation in the socials and enjoy. Welcome Susie to the brand new for you, Get Unstuck podcast. We did this before on the old podcast, but this is your first time here. So welcome. We did. And I just had like a funny feeling of like a little bit of nervousness. I'm like, why do I feel weird? Oh, (laughs) is it nerves or is it excitement? I mean, excitement, of course. (laughs) She's so good. You see what she just did there? (laughs) Right, we're straight in. Here we go. This is how we roll. So thank you for coming and spending time with me on my little podcast today. I would love you to, I always love to hear you introduce yourself. So I'd love you to just roll with how are you introducing yourself in this current iteration of Susie Ashworth? Yeah, I love the fact that you said it's the current iteration. I think that people get so stuck on how they introduce themselves. And I'm like, I think I introduce myself differently every single time I go on to a podcast. So right now, it is quantum transformation and embodiment coach. And my real focus is supporting predominantly female entrepreneurs, um, really increase their income and their impact by creating, launching and scaling high ticket transformational group coaching programs. Oh my gosh. Oh, I want one. Where do I sign (laughs) up? (laughs) Okay. So I kind of like that you are in this office. This is your in your office at home as and I can see you as we're recording obviously and this is a very familiar like back to the beginning of our time of talking to each other backdrop and this has not been your backdrop for the past what is it two years nearly pretty much yeah two yeah. years yeah so insanity. tell us a bit about where you've been and what's been happening and yeah yeah well we spent 16 months in Mexico 
which was life changing. Like mm-hmm. I remember setting a very clear intention that it was going to be a life changing trip, but I don't think that I had any idea what that was actually going to mean in practice. But mm. really, I would say that Mexico was a huge spiritual awakening. My business completely, it grew. I was going to say transformed. It didn't completely transform, but it grew. It went from being my baby business, you know, yeah. the business that we, that I started chatting to you when it was like, ah, how am I going to, how am I going to be able to run this business when I go on maternity leave? That was a big conversation for us really. And, you know, five years later, Aluna is going to be five in July and, you know, it is now a really beautiful, mature business that continues to grow. So yeah, we did 16 months in Mexico and then six months in Spain and arrived back in the UK at, well, lockdown number three, January oh. 2021. <laughs> Hi world. <laughs> yeah, here we are. Oh God. I, I like that you picked out the difference between like transformation and maturation Mm. you know I think that's a really distinct it's a really distinct point to make that we we're because we're all about transformation right we're always talking about transformation and the next thing and that everything has to completely evolve and look different Mm. and can you say more about that Yeah, I think that, you know, going back to my first business, which was the Calm Birth School, when I think about the intention and the impact and what I was teaching women when it came to creating calm and positive births, I don't feel hugely different from that human being, you know. Mm. At the time, it was like, I want to create a hypnobirthing program that's going to change the world and it's going to take over NCT. And for people who are not UK-based, NCT is like the, uh, um, um, what do you call it? When you get pregnant, it's the class that everybody goes to. What do you call those in the States? Antenatal. Antenatal. (laughs) So far removed from the birthing world. I'm exactly the the same. I'm exactly the same. I can't even remember what it was. (laughs) I am so grounded. (laughs) But the intention, like my energy and drive to create that company then is very similar to what it is now. And when it comes to helping people and supporting people, I would say that the intention was very close. It was to really help people identify what you want to create in life and then show them these are the tools that you get to use that are going to help you get the dream that you want to create. And that has, that has remained constant. I think the, the maturation has come from knowing myself more. Mm. I think that as we all do early on in life, there is a lot of, you're just working it out. You're trying things on and you're like, oh, that feels really comfortable. Or you're like, oh, that feels uncomfortable. And I think that without getting into the whole successful people do this and not successful people do that. But I think that the quicker you're able to work out what feels uncomfortable and then allow that to change and evolve, the closer you get to living your purpose. Mm. Oh, yes. That landed like my skin felt that one. (laughs) (laughs) So there's two things I want to mention here. And the first is just to go back to you going to Mexico and mentioning, I know for sure that some people will hear you say that and will receive that as I have to go to Mexico, Mm. right? Like, oh my gosh, I have, everything changed for Susie when she went to Mexico. This is 
something that we see in our industry is that, okay, that person did that. So that's the thing I have to do. Yeah. And obviously we love talking about embodiment. I know that that's something that's really important to you. So when you share that, how do you specify that it's not about the going to Mexico that allowed for that to happen? Well, I want to disagree and say everybody needs to go to Puerto Escondido <laughs> now. Like buy your ticket now and okay. it will change everything. Okay, um, let's just delete that last part. So I, <laughs> let me take it all back. <laughs> I, uh, look, everybody's on their own path. Everybody's on their own journey. And you will meet people on that path and on your journey that unlock things for you you know, that show you different perspectives. For me, it's not about going to Mexico, but it is about changing your environment. And I think that as soon as you put yourself into a different environment, you suddenly start looking at the world and yourself and the things that are around you differently than if you're looking at it from the comfort of your bedroom or your home office on your mobile phone. You know, nothing, nothing changes. And we put ourselves in just one of the most alien foreign situations that we could possibly do. And you can't help but look at life differently when you're surrounded by difference. And I say this when I go on retreat, whether I'm hosting a retreat or I'm going on somebody else's retreat, like whenever I go to stay in a hotel for a day, you know, on my own. You do this all of the time. It's knowing that in that spaciousness that comes from removing yourself from your, from the everyday, from, for some people, the mundane, from the daily drudge, you just get a different perspective. And you can get that on a, um, you can get that by just going for a walk down the beach every morning or just a walk anywhere. Um, but it's that shift in environment that I think is important when it comes to seeing things differently. And I think that when it comes to business, your capacity to see things differently from the majority of the people that are in your niche and industry, like that's where your secret source is. Yes, 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 yes. And I think that when you say that, so that's one of the things I say all the time, right? Like it gets to be different now. I say it all the time, but there's a a big difference between just saying something and actually moving your physical body into difference. And I think there's been a, I don't know what the word would be, but there's been a pattern recently or like a trend, I guess, of people wanting to be disruptive, you know, in the online space, like I'm going to say this because nobody else has said it, or I'm going to say this because this will ruffle feathers. And there's been a big movement towards that. And that is not the difference that we're talking about. (laughs) I'm not bored by that. I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> I do remember when it first started, it was like, oh, yeah. but now it's like, yeah, no, as soon as that's done like once, that's that, it's done. <laughs> yeah. And it's the same with the hashtag vulnerable. Mm, you know, it's yes. The energy behind what it is that you yeah. are sharing. And yes. sometimes just being honest is the most disruptive thing that you can do. But the aim. <sighs> And it's funny because in when I talk about messaging, disruption is like one of the key pillars. And at the same time, we just said it, being disruptive for disruptive sake, it doesn't work. It's never going to, it doesn't unlock anything in other people. And it certainly doesn't help you get closer to doing you, yes. being you, sharing you in your yes. full glory. And so uh, for me, asking myself the question, how can I view this differently? Or a big one for me is how can I create more spaciousness? Mm. Often when things aren't going well or we feel stuck or we are plateauing, there's a sense of contraction. And what we're looking for is expansion and space. And it's in the spaciousness comes the new ideas and the new perspectives and the new lens. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And I think that's the 
exactly what we're talking about when we talk about, okay, let's, here's the steps I, somebody's told, somebody else took these steps. So these are my steps to Mm. expansion and and spaciousness and all of the rest of things. And it's much like somebody else teaching you how to be authentic. You can't learn how to be authentic by somebody else's model of what's authentic. You can only speak what is true for you. And I do think that loops us back to the like the maturation of being in business because I I do believe, especially I know this is true for my journey, and I know we we were kind of laughing and joking about this before that we, in some many respects, we have like complete polar opposite mm. approaches and experiences, but all the time, every single time, there's a parallel. Every time we won't even have spoken to any to each other about something. Yeah. And then it'll be like, wait, what? (laughs) What did you just say? I'm doing that too. And I think that that comes from the, it it comes from being on this path for a while. It's like, there's a rite of passage of having to almost go through that. Like, well, how do I learn to be something? And then realize, and actually I already am it. So coming back to that. Yeah. But I also think with you and I, there's a real like, our paths were supposed to cross (laughs) and we are supposed to be the mirror for each other. And at the same time as being a mirror for each other, getting to observe the differences. Yeah. And having that, um, uh, having the, the similarities and the polarities coexist together and it be harmonious is just a really beautiful gift and lesson for so many other areas of life and business and all of the things that we get to deal with. And I think that it's in the similarities and the polarities and being accepting, because I think often when you think about friendships, you like goes with like, you know, you have to think the same. And if we don't think the same, then I don't know if we can be friends. And (laughs) the maturation piece comes in, in being able to observe the differences and allow the differences and still respect and honor and love the friendship. Um, that's, that comes with experience. It does. And I think that I know we've had lots of conversations about this, about, especially about friendship, about, our friendship, about each of our separate friendships with others Mm -hmm. and just how there's this level of, it's expansion and it comes from trust and it comes when you create boundaries and safety and all of those things where I know that we can go into a really uncomfortable, stretchy exchange. And I also know that when we go into that, those feelings that I might have in conversation with anybody else in my life might be those, oh gosh, I'm going to throw up. This is horrible and terrifying and certain death is around the corner (laughs) to (laughs) feeling like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but I know that we move through this Mm. and there are lessons in it. And I'm not really sure if I know how we got there or when that occurred or how we did that if we chose it consciously, I guess we somehow arrived there. Do you remember? I definitely think that it was a choice. Obviously with my lens, I can, I mean, I don't really remember specifics, but I remember, you know, having feelings, whether it's feeling aggrieved or just having feelings about things. And I think that part of my maturation actually with lots of my relationships is to test is it safe to say how I really feel and for Mm. some people it's not the container isn't safe Mm. you know because of because of whatever's going on with them or because I haven't earned the right or whatever it is it's not safe Um, um, and I'm very grateful that it has been safe with you to be able to say, oh, this doesn't feel good or I have a problem here. Like, yeah, what's the deal? Yeah, I'm so grateful for it because I, gosh, when you mentioned that, that just rippled them when you said about like earn the right kind of thing. Yeah. You know, it's like that is exactly what it feels like. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, you have to put in, you know, miles and effort and experiences and all of those kinds of things before you can really go there. And at the same time, I'm like, is that true? You know, like, is it true? Can you create it quickly? 
Yeah, I uh, I think it depends on how much work you have personally done. Yeah. You know, you meet some people and just immediately you want to share your entire life story with them. Yes. That's an energetic thing. That is yeah. somebody who has cleared a lot of layers and mm. is open to mm. receiving you and holding the space for you. And those people, I think, are come across, you come across them rarely. I don't necessarily think that I am one of those people. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I've done the work, but I think often I can just be a little bit in my own head and I'm a little Mm. bit protective of my space. And so it takes real intention to go into a new environment and be like, okay, I am being very open right now and come into my space and, you know, So those types of people, I think, are very, very special. Mm. And at the same time, I have many relationships that I've had for many, many years, you know, over 20 years where, of course, without question, you know, it's like, give it to me, I'll give it to you, give it to me, I'll give it to you, you know. That's where we've uh, we've put the money in the bank, we've put in our deposits. (laughs) Mm. Yes, yes. Oh my goodness. And I, I really get that. And the piece around like the different just personalities. And I think that's another thing about being able to know yourself well enough to know for me to create that, mm. I have to be really intentional about yeah. it. Whereas I, again, this is our polarity. I'm the complete opposite to that, where I'm like that all the time and can be over overly mm. like that yeah. in a way that I want to, you know, me at my most extreme, I want to like, hold space for everybody for everything and be the like solution finder for all of the things yeah so totally. there's that not the same scope. as me <laughs> <laughs> it's that scope but I think that I I think what fascinates me the most about our dynamic that we have is this is not what I thought we were going to be talking about by the way yeah. at all but I love it that we are um I, I think it's just the fact that we can we can recognize that full ends of the spectrum Mm -hmm. and when I know I can tell even without you saying anything I can just tell from an emoji or something when you're in your head Mm -hmm. and I know you can tell when I'm off in like uh, carrying everybody else's things Mm -hmm. all the time and like in the drama that's what that used to be my real pattern yeah and that is so special to have that and yeah like I say we don't have a recipe if we did we would be I'm sure like millionaires on that alone by now so yeah that would be a millionaire (laughs) revenue stream (laughs) there was something else that you said right at the beginning that I did want to touch on and we were talking about comfort zone and getting to the end of the comfort zone and being able to expand and experiment and all the other things and I remember I don't, don't remember exactly which event this was but you were speaking at an event and you were this was a good few years ago you were toying with the idea of wearing a bikini on stage oh Do you remember that was the that was the first time I spoke at Mel Wells yes. yeah self yeah the first one that's what yes. I was thinking it was yeah and I like just the reflection on that of mm. like how uncomfortable that was yes tell us a bit about that of like for people who wouldn't know the story um so uh, I'm trying to remember I think that the first self-love summit I was talking about self-loathing Mm. and comparison and I had I even bought the bikinis actually I remember you sent me pictures and (laughs) because of the audience and you know Mel with her audience she'd frequently they're naked they're like getting all they're getting their kit off you know it's kind of standard (laughs) for their like retreats and things like that I kind of thought that it would be for want of a better word a little bit of a good gimmick to be able Mm. to go up in my bikini and do my talk. And for whatever reason, I decided that it wasn't the vibe. Like Mm. I wasn't going to do it. And it's very interesting because when I think about what then happened the year later, um, um, I absolutely think that it was right that I didn't do the first year in my bikini that was, I would say that that was a life-changing talk for me. And 
I remember I had a friend in the front audience saying, I've never heard you speak so vulnerably before because Mm. I literally shared the times where I loathed myself. And what was really interesting is that everybody was laughing at these like heart wrenching moments (laughs) that I was sharing and they were laughing because they could see themselves in the, the talk, you know. It was a really interesting um, experience. And so I did the talk. It was a roaring success. And then I got invited to come back the following year. And I don't know, had I talked to you about it before? Had I said what I was going to do? I I feel like I did know it was coming, but I don't remember our conversations around it. What was interesting is I was really sick and I was in Mexico and I'd flown, I'd flown from Mexico to London to speak at the summit again. And I just, I was not feeling myself. I had not prepared the talk at all, really in any way, shape or form. Like I knew I was going to talk about feelings, but that, that was it. And, um, I remember the, writing the like writing out my bullet points on the plane and then the night before like just rehearsing the beginning of it just really wanting to nail it whilst feeling dreadful Mm. and I had made the decision that I was going to invite everybody to come up on stage in their underwear and I called it right from the beginning. Like I said, right at the start of the talk, I'm going to do a talk. And at the end of the talk, I want you to come up in your underwear. And if you could like have taken a picture of everyone's faces, like everybody was like on your own. And I was like, (laughs) if nobody comes up, I am going to be the only person standing up here on my own in my underwear. And I am available for it. Like I am willing to do it. And I did it. And in the end, I don't know, two thirds of the audience were up on stage in their underwear. And I remember at the end, we were all dancing to Rihanna. And at one point I thought, I think I'm going to pass out. Like I really wasn't (laughs) well. (laughs) But at the same time, I was like, wow, 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 wow. And I suppose what happened on that stage was what we're talking about when you have the capacity to hold space for people to be at their most vulnerable and to be in their most vulnerable place and for it to feel okay. Um, um, Just really beautiful connections can be made and that's what happened. I shared again from my own experience about the feelings that you kind of stuff down and don't acknowledge. And again, people resonated with it. And the invitation was to, I think the invitation was something around just releasing judgment and allowing ourselves just to be Mm. with it all hanging out. Wow. And those pictures are still all over the internet (laughs) on a regular basis, which I love. Yeah, it was incredible. And does it leave you in, obviously then we've had COVID and so in-person things have not been. I would love to know, and I I don't know if I've ever asked you this before, so here we go. (laughs) This is why you're feeling (laughs) nervous. Are you okay now? (laughs) How are your palms? (laughs) Do does it feel you have now for people who've seen you speak multiple times in person, you have now got this reputation for Mm. being somebody who surprises and delights people when you appear on stage. Mm. And you, I can't even, there's so many examples of where you've come out in costumes, dance routines, all you name it, all the things. And <laughs> what happens, so I relate this to when I was a swimmer and I'm like, you know, if I want to swim, it was like, oh gosh, there's so much pressure. How does it feel moving forward? Like, how does that feel? I like really hate this question so much. <laughs> Because at time of recording, I the next talk that I have is with um, Marie Forleo and Lisa Nichols, who are two yes. massive mentors and inspirations to me, and both incredible speakers. 
So uh, when you ask that question, I'm like, oh, oh my God. And actually, it takes me back to the first time speaking at the Self-Love Summit because that's how I felt. I was on stage with incredible speakers. Do I worry about the pressure? I think I really, really, really love speaking. I really love being on stage. Um, um, Of course, there is a nervousness. You know, Mm. I'm speaking for an hour. Um, um, and that's like, you know, yeah. it's juicy for sure. But I, right now in my life, I just, I love speaking. And so I'm not worried about living up to anything, actually. Good. What I'm most focused on is being really clear on how I want people to feel and what I want them to hear. Because I'm speaking for an hour, they're going to remember about five minutes. And I want, like, what's the five minutes I really want people to walk away with? And Mm. that is the focus, you know. And I know that if I am having a good time, people will have a good time. Like, I just know that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love this. I'm so glad we've got this recorded. So (laughs) right before, I'm going to send you this episode and be like, right, Susie, remember. (laughs) When I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that, you know, again, we have lots of those exchanges and the only time you ever feel like that is when you are in your head. Yeah. Uh, When you're back in your body and back in that flow of like, oh my gosh, yes, this is what I want to share and this is how it gets to be. And Mm -hmm. I trust myself beyond all else. Those feelings just don't feel important anymore. I wouldn't Mm -hmm. say they vanish, but they, they don't feel important anymore. They're not the driving force. Yeah. It's when I think about how I used to prepare for talks when I was um, at the Guardian newspaper, like I would literally write out every single slide. Then I would write out the speaker's notes for every slide. And then I would learn everything off by heart and I would deliver it as though I was delivering it like off, off the cuff. But Mm. every single word was like memorized perfectly. And that I really see the maturation and the trust there. Mm. You know, I just, I don't have to do that anymore. And it can be just so magical. And that, yes, it's experience and it's trust. Yeah, those two things. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I just, I see it, you know, like I see the, evolution in you even in us having this conversation from just even a couple of months ago you know where it's that feeling of and and I hear that in all of the of what you share like uh, you know I have to make sure that this is right and that's right and all the you know because we go there right we get super zoomed in on all the details and then really when we just zoom right out and we recognize that it's about the experience that we provide for somebody else Mm -hmm. And that when we stop trying to presume what they're going to think of us and remember that really they're just thinking about themselves in that moment Mm -hmm. and how they can apply every single thing you say to their lives. Like we were saying, everybody's now booking flights to Mexico because they're like, oh, this is how my business is going to be successful. (laughs) And I think that that helps so much for us to ground back into why we're doing it in the first place. And we lose that very easily. Yeah. And I, well, it's really true. I think, yeah, of course there are times frequently where self-doubt creeps in, Mm. you know, am I good enough? Can I do it? Am I a fraud? Like, how am I even here? Like, I do have that thought sometimes. I'm like, I look at life and I think, like, have I literally just fluked the whole of my business, like eight years later, is this all a fluke? And those thoughts are not particularly helpful. And I have to (laughs) come back to, you know, sometimes I very rarely listen to my podcast or anything like that. But sometimes I'll listen to something that I've said, or I'll see a quote that somebody has taken from me. And I'll think, bloody hell that was good yeah (laughs) and that's reassuring you know like in the moment I'm like oh yes that 
that makes sense. I I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yes. <laughs> I, I love that, and I I recognise that too. I know that sometimes, often, I will say to you in our little voice message exchanges, "How did I get here?" Like yeah. it's like that thing. I feel like it. it it's like no matter where we get to or we what we experience or whatever result or success or feeling we might have in the moment there's still this like is this really my life like am I really here and is do I get to keep this I think that that is a really really big one and I think that we see it manifest itself so deeply with money and mm. how we choose to spend or keep our money and yeah. how we put off making decisions because if we make a decision and money is flowing out, that deep-seated fear that this isn't really your life and it's all going to be taken away yeah. and therefore it's not safe to invest, spend or do whatever it is, is like it's so there. And I think what's really interesting is as you go through this process and you get more confident and you have more trust, you get lulled into a false sense of security that your that your shit don't stink anymore and you don't have to do the work around deepening yeah. trust and releasing more scarcity and not living from lack. It just, it presents itself so subtly after you've had a certain level of success and that certain level is going to be different for everybody but it's it's interesting I observe it in myself frequently Mm. yeah and we talk oh we I messaged you even before we did this podcast and I was like should we talk about the money journey and oh my gosh the money do you know what I'm finding the most fascinating so we've been quite on the weaving path around money even I think you know that's been just a phenomenal journey and I kind of wish that it was really easy to just get all of somebody's Voxer history and like map it all out and like edit it together. It would make a really great entrepreneurial movie, I'm sure. (laughs) And I feel like what, what I have noticed is that, and this is about myself, and I wonder if it feels the same for you, is that the game doesn't change when the numbers are bigger. And so I know that before, long ago, back in the B-school days, I would have been feeling like, when I have that amount of money a month, I won't care about any of these things. All of these things will be fine. And yet, I would hear people saying things like this and be like, yeah, whatever. That's what you are experiencing that will be different for me because I will actually appreciate that money. (laughs) And yet, here I am going, yeah. I can still f- experience that same gut-wrenching, want to throw up feeling around scarcity, money stuff. And it makes no logical sense mm. when you look at it in figures and paper. It's like, why are you having a little freak out right now? It's like, oh, don't know, but it's really real. <laughs> I don't think that the game changes. I think that I think that it is different. I think everybody's game is slightly different. I don't think yeah. that I get that. Yeah. vomity feeling anymore but I do hold back and mm. that I have to bring real conscious awareness to like identifying why am I holding back mm. you know you know that I've been on this whole cryptocurrency journey um, which is super fun to me and I have this goal and it's really interesting like every time I get a good tip (laughs) like a good tip from somebody who knows what they're doing and it has just not been there's been no errors it's interesting to me how much I pause on it like how I don't take action on it and it's because it's coming it's scarcity it's fear of not doing it and I think wow I was doing this for different things you know, when I was looking to earn 5,000 pounds a month, you know, yeah, yeah, like that doesn't, it shifted, but the root of it is still the same. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, when you said 
at the beginning of that, that, you know, you don't feel like you get those moments where you want to throw up anymore. What I can notice is I can, like, even talking about it now, I can feel that feeling present in my body. So that feeling is there. Mm -hmm. It happens much less in reality now, but it happens more in imagined things that I make up in my mind. Like, (gasps) what if this was the end and this was all there was? And, you know, you play out those scenarios still, and I can take myself there. And the question is, knowing everything that we know, everything, the work that we do, you know, it's like, wow. And yet we're still human beings having this whole experience with all the rooted in stuff. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You know, it's okay to forget that sometimes you get to co-create your responses to every single thing that you, that is presented to you. And yes, you can be presented with a whole heap of dog shite and you can overcome that. For me, that's really important for me to tap into. Mm. You know, it's, we've moved away from saying, you're responsible for every single thing that ever happened in your life. We've moved (laughs) away from that period. Like that's a period of maturation and understanding. Um, And it's still very, very helpful and soothing to me to really consider if everything was taken away tomorrow, Mm. would you die? Mm. You know, if everything was taken away tomorrow, would you be prepared to go and work in Tesco's? Well, I probably wouldn't actually, because the thing that can never be taken away is this whole experience. Yeah. And, you know, we know how to serve and add value. And as long as you know how to serve and add value, you will never ever be on your ass, ever. That's it. And that's what feels so stable and so secure is I feel like, and and I think that's one of our biggest similarities. Obviously, we've both had significant plot twists, if you like, from the kind of business we started running online to what we do now. And I think that when you do that. Businesses. That's it. (laughs) Yes, yes. We both started with baby businesses. (laughs) And um, I feel like that gives you that certain amount of like, oh, I can make a big change and still keep things in motion. And it gives you a lot of confidence. Yeah. I mean, how many changes, how many pivots have we had in our businesses? So many, like too many to count, Yeah, you know, and every time it gets to get better. Yeah, it really does. And I feel like there are people who've been on the path with you, you know, Mm. like I know I've got people in my path from when I was walking runway in wedding dresses when I was a teacher at weekends. And so that story for them is fascinating, Mm -hmm. watching me change and shift and have the what looks like confidence and like, I'll just do anything. Like I look, I recognize that I look from the outside to be fearless and mm. willing to take massive risks. And yet on the inside, it's not really ever felt like I'm fearless and will take massive risks. That's not how I would identify. But what I do know is that I trust myself to yeah. support myself. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. I'm resourceful above yeah. all else. <laughs> <laughs> You're very resourceful. <laughs> and an amazing and- affiliate marketer. I feel like the world is like, oh no, Laura is basically no longer doing affiliate marketing. <laughs> How are we going to find out about all of these other amazing things? And then I remember, ah, actually, that is such a lie because you have amazing, um, um, it's not exactly affiliate marketing, but your travel stuff is, yeah, yeah, amazing. It feels like affiliate marketing to me. You know, it's the same connection because it's like, I introduce you to that. You do the thing. That's how I get paid. Yeah. And it's the same I look at it the same, you know, business model and structure and things always varies, but I feel like underneath the way that I'm approaching it. And I think that's the important piece. And like, you know, this brings us to talk about things like network marketing and all of that kind of stuff. The things that instantly people go, oh, gross, this, that, whatever. It's actually, it's again, what we were talking about at the beginning is like, how do you want to look at it? It's like, just yeah, there are people giving terrible examples of all of those things, but also all of the business models. Yeah. And so we get to adopt any model that we choose and make it 
work for us in ways that feels in alignment with us. Your capacity to see things differently is your secret special source. Yes. You know? Yep. Everybody is going left. It makes sense for you to have a look at what's going on over here on the right, you know. (laughs) And I think that that has always been one of my superpowers is to take existing things and turn them into something new, something different or, or serve a different audience in a way that they have never been served before. Mm. It's not, um, I think Jada Selner says that there are no unique messages, just unique messages. And mm. did I say that right? No it sounded right, but I know the one you mean. Yeah. <laughs> no unique <laughs> messages. But only unique messengers. Yes, and yeah. it's the, and it's the same principle. Everybody mm. can be looking at the same thing. Everybody gets to see it slightly differently. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And it's that same thing as like you can tell your best friend a hundred times, "Oh my gosh, this thing is amazing," and they're like, "Whatever, whatever." And then one other person walks in and goes, "Oh my gosh, have you heard about this?" And they're like, "Whoa, tell me everything." You're like, you're talking what? about me and Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, but since you mentioned it, I mean. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, I know. I've had my day. The honeymoon's over. (laughs) (laughs) So I would love to to just bring us to a place of completion for now because I feel like we could literally talk for months (laughs) about this. Yeah. I would love to know where you are now. Obviously, where you were before when we first met. It would it would have been quite the leap to envisage the Susie that is here sitting now in this f- pretty much experience that you have right now. So, what's the next five year vision, and how does that feel? Like, what feels like needs to happen in order for that to become real? Well, like this question makes me feel a little bit emotional mm. because obviously, when we uh, started, when we became firm friend as I said we were Mm. both pregnant at the same time um um, and I I wasn't thinking about going to Mexico or having a seven-figure business or anything like that I was thinking about how do we keep this business afloat (laughs) yeah how do I pay my bills yeah Yeah. how do I do maternity leave and you know be a good mum and you know now I am sat here with my wedding ring on um not my engagement ring I don't know why there's a whole thing there you know I have separated from my husband you know I have a uh, very successful business you know and I have a uh, I have a big dream in terms of impact, for sure. But there's real, uh, I don't know, Mm. you know, is the space that I occupy right now. Mm. You know, it's a real getting comfortable with the newness of life as and I don't like saying a single parent yeah because I'm not a single parent you know I feel very very blessed to be navigating this journey with Jerome as a co-parent mm. um but life is life is really different for me right now mm. and yeah I don't know what the next five years holds but my intention is to be loving life, you know. Yeah. It's, I feel very blessed, you know, as I look out at my, what's opposite me and see the blossom on the trees and, you know, when I drive out of my home and I drive down the street, like the street that we live on is just so beautiful. You know, I'm obsessed by it as Mm. I, and I think, you know, I've traveled around the world. I've done it on my own. I've done it with my family. We've been to 
some of the most beautiful places that you can ever imagine. And to be able to be in England, still in lockdown, um, uh, and get out, leave my house and be in my car and be like, I am obsessed with this street, feels like such a gift. It feels really, I just feel really, really lucky that even in amongst all of this change and heartache and sadness and transition that I I still feel really, really blessed. And a big part of that is the work that we have done together as a family over the last eight years when it comes to creating this business and the security um, that it has allowed. And even in the making of the decision about separating, you know, feeling financially supported. Mm. Um, So, you know, a big part of the intention is to make sure that as many women as possible are creating abundance in their business so that they're able to make choices that come from their hearts rather than from their heads, what logically makes sense, what they need to do, all of the shoulds. That's, That's a big part of it. And the rest Mm. is, you know, I just want to be happy. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for sharing that. I feel like it's so gorgeous to feel you in this presence in what this is right now and just being able to just be with that. That's a beautiful, amazing gift to share. So I love you and you're amazing. And I am very honored to ride co-pilot with you in this adventure that we continue to navigate and I'm very grateful to have you in my life thank you (sighs) thank you Susie now it feels really wildly state changing to say how can people find more about you (laughs) (laughs) I am mainly hanging out in the quantum success hub for female entrepreneurs over on Facebook or Susie, S-U-Z-Y underscore Ashworth on Instagram. Love it. Thank you. We will link everything up in show notes for people. And I can't imagine anybody who's an avid listener of the podcast is not already following you because I'm always regularly tagging you in bits and pieces that I'm sharing on the internet. So yes, definitely come and find Susie. And we would love it if you would snap a screenshot, share with us that you've been listening and we want to get involved in what does this mean to you? How does this well, how does this land for you? Which bits are you taking away? And yeah, let's keep having the conversation because that is exactly what we have been doing for the last five years. And that's yeah. how we get to have these gorgeous exchanges right now. <sighs> Love it. Thank Thanks, you. Susie. <laughs> <laughs> I so appreciate spending time with your ears today. (laughs) If you're not already, come and follow me on Instagram. Let's be friends. You can find me at Totally Laura, where I share behind the scenes, latest updates and freebies, as well as giving you the opportunity to tell me what you want to hear more of here on the podcast. I'll be waiting for you in the DMs.